Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a great show for you today. Uh, We're continuing something we started last week. Uh, As you probably know, Business West uh, conducts a program each year. We call it 40 Under 40. Uh, As that name suggests, we're recognizing rising stars in the region, those who are under the age of 40, people who are not like me, in other words. Uh, Maybe half that age would work. Anyway, so we have a great guest for us today. Her name is uh, Julissa Colon. Uh, She is a special programs coordinator at the Gateway to College program at Holyoke Community College. Good morning, Julissa. How are you? Good morning, George. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Thanks. Well, thank you for, for being with us. Uh, it sounds like a wonderful program. Congratulations to you on being one of our 40 under 40 winners. That's a, a great honor, a very exclusive club. Start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about uh, Gateway to College. I think those two stories actually intertwine, do they not? They do. Uh, because uh, you had your own college uh, experience interrupted and you, you found your way through a uh, now you're doing that for, for other people. So Absolutely. Um, Gateway to College is a wonderful program. In many ways, um, I've grown very much along with the program. Um, I you know, was born in Springfield and I grew up here. And um, I, my education was interrupted when I had my first daughter. Um, and that was a difficult time, you know, where life kind of got in the way and I had to continue doing what I needed to do to care for my daughter. And education had to take a sidestep. And that happens to a lot of our students. You know, our students are working on their high school diplomas um, in a college setting at Holyoke Community College. Um, And life is interrupted for them, you know, whether it's that they have to go to work or, you know, they have a parent who has become ill or they themselves have children. And so I recognize in their stories um, this interruption, right? Um, But I also see in them this desire uh, to do more, to do better, to continue and not give up. And so that, you know, that inspires me to help them. And that inspires me to see in them what they already bring. I think so often people get lost in the story of them stopping out of school or not continuing and forget to see that they still have so many skills and so many wonderful things that they bring to this process. And so, yeah, so we kind of meet in the middle at Gateway and and we find new ways for them to continue their dreams in the same way that I was able to continue mine. How do they find you? Let's, Let's start there. Yeah, we have some wonderful relationship with local school districts. Um, In our time, we've served 23 different school districts. Currently, our biggest relationships are with the Holyoke Public Schools and with the Springfield Public Schools. Uh, They send us the majority of our students through referrals through the Opportunity Academy with uh, Mickey Buell in Holyoke and um, Rhonda Jacobs, who's the alternative school principal for Springfield Public Schools, both incredible people. Um, And they tell their guidance counselors and the teachers, and when they see promising students who want to continue, but kind of the traditional pathway isn't available to them because of whatever their situation, they refer them to us and then they go through our process. We also, of course, have uh, our, our own students who refer their family members or people mm-hmm. from HGC. So they come from all over. Now, these are people who have dropped out or people who are thinking about dropping out. Is that correct? That's true. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, there are people who are behind in credits or are going to fall behind in credits who have been in school for a long time and are not on the graduating path. Um, but again, what they all have is a desire to finish in spite of the stuff that's gotten in their way. So explain how the process works. I under, you know, you, 
obviously have to set some goals and then maybe devise a roadmap, if yeah. that's the correct term to use, for, for how to meet those goals. Kind of run a few scenarios by us. Sure. So uh, what we do at Gateway is we talk about two different things. So wraparound services, uh, which means that when students come to us, we're not just seeing them as students in an academic sense. We are seeing them as whole people. Um, for us, that's really the at the core of Gateway is that we are serving individuals who have whole life stories. And it's not just about whether or not they passed English or science. It's about who they are as individuals, what they have for their dreams, who their families are, what communities they come from. And so when you look at people as whole people, instead of as just one thing, right, in the same way that we show up to work as individuals, not just one thing, it allows for a broader picture, a broader understanding of where they need to go or what they want. So we create individualized um, plans for them. So individualized education plans for all of our students, which takes into account, you know, what their daily schedule is, whether they have to take their child to work, whether they have to be home to take their siblings off the bus. And we plan out, okay, if you take this many classes this semester, this is how many semesters it's going to take you to graduate. Um, and that, again, could be long or short, depending on what each individual student needs. And we help them with, you know, trying to find housing or food supports or, childcare or whatever it is that has gotten in their way, it's our job to try to help them find a pathway to success through that. Um, and so it's for every single student, the path is different. And so that's the part of Gateway that's beautiful is that you don't come in as a, you come in as a cohort and that everybody's supportive, but your plan is your individual plan. And it's, you know, it's individual for everybody. Now, did COVID uh, create more students in this type of situation, I, I imagine it certainly would have, but uh, yeah, I believe I'll it ask will. the questions and answer them. So. Yeah, sure. I, um, so COVID definitely um, was a huge complication for Gateway to College in the same way that it was for every other educational system. And so we had to have our classes remotely um, because, of course, Holder Community College was remote. And that was challenging, especially for students who have already struggled in school. Uh, we really jumped in, my colleagues, um, my supervisor, uh, Vivian Ostrowski and Shannon Glenn, my coworker, really jumped in to support students. We, you know, they drove all over the place dropping off laptops and Wi-Fi hotspots and, you know, trying to make sure that everybody had what they needed. But it was incredibly difficult. And so I think coming out of this um, pandemic, which hopefully that's the direction in which we're heading, I think we're going to see a lot more students who have struggled and who have fallen behind. And I anticipate programs such as ours being um, kind of places for those students to land for sure. Well, that's just what I was going to, to talk about. I mean, we, we've read and heard stories about uh, a lot of students who have just struggled with remote learning. Uh, they've dropped out either you know, literally or figuratively, and, mm. and those who haven't dropped out have fallen behind. So I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot more students who are going to need uh, these types of services. Are you equipped to handle a larger cohort, if you will? Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, I think there's always room for growth. Um, and we, you know, our little program has gone through, t you know, lots of different bumps. And we've gone from, you know, hosting 30 students to hosting 90 students. Um, mm -hmm. And we continue to grow. And that is part of the plan, because the type of services that we offer are beneficial, not just to, you know, traditionally, what you would think of as students who drop out our students, you know, the ones who come to us come from so many different spaces, and this pandemic has created an opportunity for parents and educators to see that the traditional path doesn't work 
for a lot of students for a lot of reasons. Um, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't create pathways. And so the individualized nature of what Gateway does um, and the whole person perspective that we bring, I think is going to be very, very attractive to students who may not traditionally have looked at our program as something that they wanted to be a part of. Um, mm -hmm. It's an incredible blessing. You get you know high school and college credits at the same time. And so, um, yeah, I think we do have an opportunity to serve more students. They can definitely call Gateway to College at HTC if they're interested in information. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we, we're in a place to grow. Okay. Now, there must be a whole bunch of different ways to measure success in this program. Can you talk about some of those um, all the way down to the uh, dropout and graduation rates in Holyoke and Springfield? So those are the two communities with the highest dropout rates in the region, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Maybe you brought those numbers down, but, uh, and we're going to get to some of the individual success stories that you've helped write in the meantime, but how do you measure success with this? I'm sure that there are numbers, but you can also probably qualify it as well. Yeah. I, I, this is actually a really wonderful question because I think the traditional kind of way of answering this is, yes, you're right. You know, Springfield and Holyoke have the highest dropout rates. I don't have those numbers in front of me, um, but those are also the district's who we have the most students from. Um, at this point, you know, we have an over 80% graduation rate, I think like 85% graduation rate, which is certainly a, a symbol of success, um, especially because as we said, these are students who had already um, stopped going to school um, for the most part. And so it's kind of a double whammy there, right? But I think what I love about your question is that there are so many other ways to, me to measure success. And we certainly look at those things. When we have students showing up every day who have spent two years out of school, um, that's a success. When I get my first student who sends me an email or a text message saying, I need help, when I have spent a whole semester, you know, trying to reach them with nothing coming back, that is a huge sense of success because I'm finding that they're trusting, right? They're reaching for support in times when they never have before. Uh, when students earn their first A, when students pass all their classes for the first time, when students come into the office and ask to speak to you, um, these are all moments where you have to recognize the, how far you've come, right? From the beginning where students are not trusting, they're unsure of the situation, they've not had success in educational systems in the past, and so, though I'm incredibly proud of our graduation rate, I'm incredibly proud of our persistence rate. Our students persist for two years um, at higher levels than other gateway to college programs across the country. Um, you know, we, we've had 427 graduates. That's a number I looked up this morning. We've had 427 graduates across our time. Um, and that just continues to grow every year. And not just from high school. So our students graduate from Holyoke Community College. We have 10 grads actually graduating this semester from Holyoke Community College. Um, you know, plenty of associate's degrees earned and bachelor's degrees earned and all those numbers are fantastic, but it's the little mm -hmm. things that I, I kind of revel in as, as successful um, beyond those numbers. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure commencement at, at Holyoke Community, there are probably stories told about people who have come through this program, people who are going on to four-year colleges, people who are going on to do great things. You want to share a few of those stories with us just so people can, can get up. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's goodness. Understanding there's so many. <laughs> of how you've turned lives around. Sure. Um, oh, goodness. There's so many. So um, I won't use all their names, but I'll use their first name. So I, I just what comes to mind, there's a student named Sophia who came to us from Springfield. And Sophia was quiet. She was like 16 years old, I think, at the time. 
and was over school, was completely over school. She was a young person from Springfield and really had no idea where her future would hold. And we had many, many, many conversations over time with us, just talking about, you know, what her future might look like. And she kind of took one step at a time. And I just kept encouraging her like, hey, you don't have to know everything at 16. You don't have to know everything at 17. Shoot, you don't have to know everything at 39, right? And so um, she continued with us and we helped her to continue at HEC. She didn't have a lot of support in terms of, she was a first generation college student. She ended up at HEC as the first you know, person in her, in her family to graduate from HEC. And she moved on to UMass Amherst where she ended up graduating um, with her bachelor's degree. She did it in sustainability studies and she found a passion for working with the earth for food, for providing, you know, in an environment. Now, mind you, this is a person who grew up in Springfield, not surrounded by a lot of, you know, gardening or nature or anything like that, but she found the pathway and she stayed connected to us consistently. Um, I think about one of my students, Jakara, and she, this, she has a special place in my heart. She came to us and, you know, this is a young black woman who knows that she has something to offer this world, but can't figure out quite how to get there, right? And it wasn't easy for her coming through this process. You know, she had to take classes and she didn't always do as well as she could have, but she persisted. And, you know, her relationships with us, I think, helped ground her that she was great in spite of the things that didn't go well. Um, and she continued at HEC again, graduated, moved on to UMass. She's currently there right now. And I love this full circle nature of our process in that I actually just called her recently to get advice for my own daughter, who's going to be going to UMass Amherst for the first time um, this September. And she was able to help my daughter, you know, with this is where you want to stay or this is where you don't want to stay. So our students continue to give it back. Um, one more quick story is <laughs> there's a student named Aisha. Um, she makes me smile when I think about her because she was one of those students who you know, had a really rough time in high school, got in trouble a lot, was a knucklehead. You know, I love her so much, but she was. And I remember her running out of one of our classrooms in the middle of a regular HCC day. And we are, you know, on a hallway with many, many other college uh, classes going on. And she runs out and she says, screaming with her paper in her hand, I got a bleep, bleep, A, you know, using words that are not appropriate for this podcast. I got an A. And she's shouting this. And of course, we hustle out into the hallway thinking that we're going to be shushing people in the hallway. And the joy in Aisha's mm. face stopped me. My director came out of, her, out of her office and we're standing there. And I'm just watching her, like this child who had experienced nothing nothing in terms of success in previous years, screaming because she was joyful at this academic success. I love that kid, you know? And right now she's a grown woman working on expanding her own business. She has a oats. Um, she creates these homemade oats that she sells across our community. She's a mother. Um, she's working, I think, on her realtor's license. There's all these success stories of students continuing on and succeeding in our own communities. You know, these are students who are contributing back to... Mm -hmm the things that are important to us. So I could go on and on, George. I could go on and on with our kids. I, I, I know you could. But you just hit on something in, uh, in important uh, that I was going to talk about, uh, the, the bigger picture, the proverbial big picture. Uh, this is an economy that is struggling to find people who are qualified, uh, who have the skills to work in the workplace. Uh, tell me how this program is actually working to meet some of those needs in the community and bring workers into the pipeline? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's actually one of the things that we have talked about more and more as the, the years have gone on. So we originally started off as right a college prep program. Uh, our role was to bring students in. Obviously, main goal is to earn their high school diploma, but to continue on in college, recognizing that not all students want to go to college. Not all co students need to go to college. And there's this incredible need in our workforce. Um, and so we try to develop programming that will assist students in earning certificates. So for example, you know, we had a student go through and earn her EMT certificate and is, is actually working as an EMT worker. We have students who have gone through the CNA programming to work in our medical field, which we know is, is starving of, of individuals who can do the job. Um, we're in current conversations about developing different certificate programs. I was so excited to hear about the manufacturing um, money that we're getting for HCC because that's the type of work that, you know, has opportunity in our communities that I think our students can engage with. So we work very closely with the workforce development program at HCC um, to get as many of our students into those pathways for certificates um, or workforce learning that will allow them to not only earn their high school diploma, but to also earn certificates and workforce uh, development spaces that will get them jobs right after. Because we want them to be con contributing members of society and with so many jobs available, we have, we have to train them for the jobs that are available. Right. And it's becoming increasingly clear, even though there's, there's more debate about a college education and what it's worth, the evidence seems to show that, uh, you know, maybe Holyoke uh, 50 or 100 years ago, you could move somewhere and you could probably hold a job with a high school diploma, and in some cases without a high school diploma. But that's simply not the case these days. So your program is, is not just uh, helping change people's lives, but it's also helping the economy here in Western Massachusetts. So we appreciate that. So tell us a little yeah. bit, I mean, everybody in education says their job is rewarding, but uh, I imagine it must be even more so in a case where you're taking people who are struggling, who are non-traditional, uh, who don't fit into that, we'll call it traditional round peg, uh, round hole, uh, must be great to come to work every day and see these stories and, and commencement must be an incredible time for you, I'm sure. It, it is. I, I always say this all the time. And when we're doing information sessions, I always tell the families and students, I'm like, I really love my job. And I swear, I'm not just saying that because, you know, I want you to come to the program. I genuinely love the work that I do. Um, and how could you not when you continue to see kind of the seeds of the work that you do blossom outside of the time that you spent with your students. And so, um, I'm just reminded of last night when the posting came up for, you know, the 40 under 40 announcement. And I was so, I felt really blessed to have been nominated and to have been um, accepted as one of the 40 under 40. And you know who I was most excited about that was, you know, liking it on Facebook and making posts. It was my students, students mm -hmm. from 10 years ago. I mean, students, you know, from all over marking mm -hmm. and, and recognizing and remembering kind of the work that we did together and I get to see those students, you know, thankfully for social media and seeing their lives and their children and what they do. And so I don't know that there are many jobs that allow us to continue relationships in the way that this program has allowed me to maintain relationships. Uh, these students become my peers. They are my community. They are the people that I love, the people that I count on. And, and that's, that's rare <laughs> that you can say that, it, that the work that you do does that. And so I am blessed and I'm incredibly grateful for this, for this work. Okay. Well, on behalf of all those in the business community and all those students who are dropping out or thinking about dropping out, keep up the good work. Thank you uh, so it's much. really an inspiring story. And uh, congratulations again on being one of our 40 Under 40 winners. 
Uh, we'll have more of our 40 under 40 winners on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're doing this to, uh, to showcase uh, not just these rising stars, but to tell the stories behind them. Uh, and behind each of our winners, uh, they're just incredible stories of the work being done uh, at the places where they work. Uh, really, and, and this is one of the, the great stories we have this year. Um, Gateway to College is just doing great work. And, and you've done a, a lot to bring that program to where it is today. So congratulations again. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, thank you for being with us. Thank and you. thank you to all of you out there for being with us. Uh, we'll see you again next time on Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Mm-hmm.